This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Sleigh bells ring. Are you Boomsies in the lane? Another Boomsies. I don't know the rest of the song. Hey, it's our Christmas Boomsies. The Christmas Boom Booms. It's here, the holidays. Our first one without, uh, where you can see your family in a long time. So it's going to be special. Although a lot of people are used to staying in the house and you're probably like, I don't want to go. I don't want to see friends. What family? We're your family now. Forget those other people. You're with us. You're boomsies, brothers and sisters. This is episode 48, the Thomas Hurdle episode. (laughs) Simply because I love saying his name on highlights. Reference to a horrible movie in which Dana Carvey has the line, Turtle, turtle. So we'd always say a Thomas Hurdle, hurdle. He's still playing. Got over 600 games uh, with the Sharks. He actually was just suspended two games for high-sticking the Flames. Elias Lindholm. So Thomas Hurdle is on the naughty list. If you're watching, Santa, you creep. A lot of spying going on by Santa. But now it's not as creepy. It's his elf. It's the elf on the shelf that's spying and returning the intel to Santa, which I don't mind as much as the elf is kind of like a nanny cam inside your house. It's just in one spot, making sure there's nothing fishy going on. Nothing's being stolen as opposed to Santa. Who's always just watching. And then Like, I was always thinking, like, is he watching me while I'm bathing, while I'm showering? It's like, Santa, yeah, I'm going to see if you clean up real good. Oh, are you real dirty? Like, what the f*** are you doing, Santa? Why are you always watching me? Get a life. That always entered my brain. And then Santa's like, no, no one will believe you that I'm watching. I'm Santa. Shut up, dirty boy. Okay, Santa. Hey, you're done. Bring in the elf. 
Elf on the shelf, bring him in from the pen. Santa, you're out of the game. Christmas, the creepiest time of the year. Winter Wonderland, whenever I hear that song, I have to just shake my head about the lyrics. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire. Only people about to commit a crime conspire. So what are you planning as you sit by the fire, you sick Yeah. And then we'll slash his throat right by the Christmas tree. Oh, it's nice and warm by this fire, isn't it, Gus? Or maybe they're in cahoots with the baby it's cold outside guy. Baby it's cold outside. I'm just going to read the women's lyrics of Baby It's Cold Outside. I really can't stay. I've got to go away. My mother will start to worry. My father will be pacing the floor. So really, I'd better scurry. Say, what's in this drink? I ought to say, no, 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 sir. That's three no's. I really can't stay. Ah, you're very pushy, you know. I simply must go. The answer is no. I've got to get home. I really can't stay. Okay, fine. Just another drink. That took a lot of convincing. Ah, Christmas. I get anxiety listening to that song now. And I think they banned it. It's been banned from radio play because uh, that guy's a creep. So luckily you found some good Christmas songs like Rudolph. Oh, that song's about bullying. They didn't like him until they could use him for something. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it. That one's fine. There's a, I still like Christmas songs. Don't get me wrong. We crank them all the time around here. We even listen to Christmas songs in the summer. We like them that much. What better time to visit with old friends? And luckily, a few stopped in for a cup of eggnog and a bite of Toblerone. Toblerone, the rest of the year. Where are they? They just come out at Christmas. Look here now. It's Canadian rock legend and good friend, Jeremy Taggart. I love your hat. You seem like you're in a Christmas uh, elves workshop. I really am. I'm working on some new beats for Christmas, some fresh grooves for the new year. It's going to be a great uh, 2023. That'd be a great present. You open a box and beats come out. Yeah, absolutely. Just knock you around the room with this great new groove. (laughs) Oh, I want to shoot that commercial now. What'd you get, honey? And they open the box and some beats come out and they close it. The, the beats turn on, open the box back up. Just, everything's <laughs> shaking around. You're just in the beat. All of a sudden, the, you are the beat. Ah, there is some great drumming. Well, one Christmas song is all about drumming. The Little Drummer Boy. It's about you. Yeah, it is. It is. I, and the cool thing is like when you are the Little Drummer Boy, you don't really have to bring anything to the party. Because he never has anything other than the drum. That's right. He's like, guys, 
I brought the beats. That's all I brought. No wine. Sorry, I got nothing. I just got some some hits. Tap da do da do da da. Uh, Jeremy, um, what's your favorite Christmas memory? Do you have one if you could hand pick it? Well, I mean, I, it's it's now that we're uh, we're older and that the, the, the memories of being a kid has kind of faded, and we're building other ones with our own kids. Uh, it, I, I don't know. I, I think I just I, I miss I miss the, the 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 good old innocence of of Christmas when you know when you actually the. Uh, the thought that Santa's coming and like, you know, wait, trying to stay up to hear noises on the roof. Like that's the good stuff right there. And, uh, see, even my kids now it's over. Like my my oldest is 12 and it's over. But I remember, uh, a lot of times with my brother, Jet, just like, you know, trying to keep each other awake so we could maybe stay and hear Santa Claus, but we never really did. Yeah. I always think back to the Disney commercial where the kids are excited to go to Disney and the kid's like, I'm too excited to sleep. That's what Christmas Eve is like. Well, and you remember, you know, my my dad, Ronnie, would always, like, have some issue that goes wrong and Christmas is kind of <laughs> paused with some two, two or three days of anger. <laughs> but, like... One time, like, he went and got the, his own, wanted to get a perfect tree <laughs> and uh, a car with no snow tires going up and down these hills around Mansfield, Ontario. <laughs> and he got, like, stuck at the bottom of a hill, <laughs> got the tree, put it on the roof, but the car wasn't going anywhere and he had to, like, wait. And a farmer had to come out and help him get it out. And he finally got it home and his whole body was, like, just covered <laughs> For days, like his hair, his arms, his hands, and he was just like, but he was so happy that he got this tree. But this tree was it was huge, and it was like so fresh that it was like covered in sap everywhere. <laughs> the rug still to this day would have sap in it. But it, yeah, that, it like just that sap is hard to get off. So he was a walking air freshener. Yeah, your hands are like Vladimir Guerrero's. <laughs> You know, like just full on pine tar all the way up the forearms. Yeah, Ronnie's like, Coach, put me in. I've, I don't need pine tar. I've you got know, when the helmet, in pine tar. When the batting helmet is just caked on at the top like that, the oh, batting man. helmet just caked on with pine tar. That's what it would be like his hair <laughs> and everything, all his jacket for the. You know, his winter coat was destroyed trying to grab it and hug it around. Ronnie trying to unwrap presents. All, the wrapping paper's all sticking to his hands. <laughs> everything, everything covered in sap. Uh, Jeremy, what I tried to get across to people a couple of uh, podcasts ago was everyone gets caught up in making Christmas morning like the movies, like presents piled high. So what I... What I was saying to people, what you have is enough. You don't need any more because kids focus on one present. Everything else gets lost in the shuffle. What you have right now is enough and stop stressing about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think more people than than ever before are dealing with, you know what? We can't afford to get crazy this Christmas at all. Like there's no... 
there is no piles of Christmas presents, you know, everybody's getting more used to, you know, like, uh, you know, let's do some, let's do a, a, a different thing. If, you know, for kids, you got to get them, uh, gifts and toys and toys aren't that expensive at Toys R Us or whatever it is or Walmart or where you go to get kids toys. But, you know, when they get older and they want like AirPods and phones and stuff like that's when things start getting nuts, right? Where you're like, like, what do you, what the hell do you think is going on here? Right. I, I bought my kids a couple Christmases ago the uh, Amazon flash deal on AirPods, but they weren't AirPods. Uh, they didn't like them. <laughs> they're like, we can't wear those. I'm like, come on. They're neat. They're all the rage. PS5, right? Those are like 800 bucks. Like, what the hell is going on? I was just buying ones that were $40 and they were black. They're like, we can't wear those. I'm like, come on. <laughs> But that, I mean, that's how it is when it's, it's teenagers. So I'm sure more people than not are like, you know what? Like you get one thing and other than that, it's like candy and bits here and there's. Yeah. And a Toblerone. Yeah, for sure. Lots of candy. <laughs> well, Jeremy, I can't wait to open my present of beats from you. I uh, hope you and the family have a great Christmas. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Thanks for having me, and uh, Merry Christmas to all the Boomsies out there. Boomsies! Open a box of Boomsies for Christmas! Yes, that's it! The meat box of Boomsies! <laughs> oh, we've we've got a gift for next Christmas. Beat box of Boomsies! There you go! <laughs> Who do you follow up uh, Jeremy Taggart with? Jonathan Torrance, his sidekick, his counterpart, his... His uh, compatriot. The way I'm hearing it, Dan, is that he opened for me. That's right. He's your opener. Yeah. His gift uh, that he wanted to put under the tree was a box of beets. And I'm like, not the, not the beets he eat, but the ta-da-ta beets. And I'm like, that's a brilliant present. As you know, as his friend, after he left the uh, rock combo Our Lady Peace, he didn't drum for a while. But in the last few months... He's not only drumming again, but I think he sounds better than ever. He's so dialed and in the pocket. He's one of those guys, as you know, who anything he kind of sets his mind to, he's an expert at. Went to um, a training camp for the Atlanta Braves, right, as a pitcher. As a 15-year-old, couldn't get his fastball over 90, so he quit and started drumming. Two years later, he's like at the gardens opening for Van Halen with Our Lady Peace. Like, annoying how good he is. He's a good golfer, too, as you know. He is a good golfer. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, the little drummer boy. I didn't ask him his go-to holiday song. Maybe that's it for him. Do you have one? Do you have a where it gets you instantly in the Christmas spirit? Well, my first ever encounter with embarrassment had to do with the little drummer boy because in 1970-something, I received an Animal from the Muppets drum set for Christmas. And I put together what I thought was a pretty tight version of the little drummer boy. And my parents had a New Year's Eve party and they woke me up to come out and play. And in my mind, I was like, I have a show. This is great. And I was playing, come, and I remember adults who were in hindsight wasted, pointing and laughing in slow motion going, and I realized I was the joke. And I didn't even know the word embarrassing, but I knew the feeling and I've never forgotten it. Anyway, happy holidays, Dan. 
So is that your favorite Christmas memory, or is that the memory where you got adults in slow mo? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure in hindsight they were like, "Oh, is that ever cute?" But I thought I was playing a rock show, and they were like adorable Muppet that they trotted out with bedhead to play the song. I'll tell yeah. you what's on heavy rotation in our house this year. There are a couple of things. One, there's a band from out here called Barra McNeils. Lucy McNeil oh, hits the high note in Oh Holy Night and it instantly gives me full body chills without fail, brings tears to my eyes. And John Legend and Carrie Underwood have a new banger called Hallelujah. I'm glad you brought up Oh Holy Night. It is my favorite Christmas song. The reason being, we would go to Sacred Heart Church in my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario, every Christmas Eve. And my grandfather was in the choir. And my grandfather's voice was booming when he sang in the choir. So there's always, it starts with a solo. And then when the choir came in, you could hear my grandfather's voice over everyone. And we'd always just stare back into the balcony where the choir was with admiration and awe as he sang. We loved it so much. He died around Christmas. And I asked my mom, I said, here's my one wish that we get Oh Holy Night played at his funeral. When they played that, it brought the house down. So if my, if the kids want to see me cry, we put on Oh Holy Night while driving around, and I am just a bucket of There's tears. something about it, man. And, and in the hands of a gifted vocalist like your grandfather or Carrie Underwood, it's the restraint. They're making you earn the high note at the end. They kind of dance near it. Oh, night divine. Like they keep it low. But then when they go for that divine, it's like getting punched in the feelings. And... If you are in a church that has a big, massive organ, that thing rattles through your bones. Yeah, sure does. So that that's the only reason I'm going to maybe return to church this Christmas is to, I'm going to search out a big organ. Oh, that's insane. I know. Nice. I thought that the first time <laughs> search we out by, a church with a big organ. I got in trouble in Cavendish, Prince Edward Island when I worked at Christopher's Beach Club selling t-shirts in the summer. It was the year the Crash Test Dummies Christmas record came out. And I had... Uh, no well on repeat in our playlist and a certain type of person would think that was totally sacrilege to be playing that in july on a hot summer day in cavendish so i did get um a tongue lashing from a few of the customers but that's another christmas banger and i feel like much has been made about brad's voice in the crash test dummies it's obviously the thing people know the band for but ellen's harmonies that's the sweet spot too. She has a beautiful voice. I just love when their mm song comes on satellite radio and you see the track listing. <laughs> and it just always makes me laugh that the song is called mm It was a placeholder. Um, Taggart started talking about him on Taggart and Torrens and how when he would be singing in the studio, everyone else would have to use the restroom because it's so deep. It would stir up people's stomach contents. And a buddy of mine, Stuart Cameron, was touring with him and played that part of our podcast. So he actually sent us a nice note and said, first of all, I thought it funny. But second of all, mm, 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 was just a placeholder. Like, I'll put something here, like almost like uh, Paul McCartney sang scrambled eggs instead of yesterday. But the rest of the people in the Crash Test Dummies were like, mm, 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 is great. It has to be that. So that's why it stayed that. Still a banger. 
That, that's info I didn't yeah. know. That's why we get you on our Christmas podcast. Uh, Jonathan, we hope you have a great Christmas. Uh, say hi to your family. I'm sure they miss it. Dan, me. and also with you. Taggart and Torrens. You have to talk to them. Back to back. Both Canadian icons. What's this? Arriving all the way from the Big Apple? Julie Stewart Binks. And Binksy has to be here because she was a guest on our Christmas Spectacular that's still talked about to this day where Jay and I at our podcast at Fox had everyone there and Binksy dressed very inappropriately. Yes, thank you, Dan. That was a costume provided by you guys that I, I wore. Uh, it was wait, as wait. has been. Time call. No, I, yes. I never knew this. This is the first I've heard of this because who is bought it? the costumes? I never, I had no part in any costume purchases. Oh, I think that was you like have uh, to the, ask the pa- Pat Muldowney. Pat Muldowney. Yeah. This is a there Pat Muldowney go. production. Um, he left me a, a sexy nutcracker dress outfit in my dressing room at Fox. And it was like, wear this on the pod tonight. I was like, okay. Obviously Very strange because I, I go to the nutcracker every year with my kids and there's absolutely no sex appeal to the nutcracker whatsoever no no there's a romantic appeal my god the dan- the uh pa- pa- de- i love the i love the dance of the sugar plum fairy oh my gosh i listen to it all the time um not it uh but yeah so you guys invited me on the pod which was great and has been talked about a lot and then i actually saw pat in new york recently we discussed that pod and we were so thankful that really we didn't have any social media then because it could have been, it, it could have gone a different way. <laughs> what are you talking about? We didn't do that podcast in like 1980. There was still social media. Yeah, it was 2013 or whatever. Like no one really knew what was going on. Like it was still like, oh, if you tweeted, you like, it wasn't like, oh, wow, this is like, whatever. We, we, we pushed the, we pushed the boundaries as, as we always did at, at the one for five. Yes. Um, getting back to the nutcracker, true story. <laughs> when I go every year with my daughters, I, cr- they sit and watch me while I watch the nutcracker. Cause I cry every year. The one scene in which all the, uh, the dancers come out and they look like snowflakes. I cry at yeah, that oh, moment yeah. be- because my oldest Sydney, when I took her for the first time, it was just me and her at that scene. She turned to me and said, is this real life? So every time that happens, I'm like, I'm a baby during it. Wow. What a cool, like, interesting moment that you guys shared. Like, what a wild. Yeah. So that leads me to a good holiday question. That's one of my favorite holiday memories. Um, Do you have a favorite memory, your go-to memory of Christmas, of New Year's? Do you have one that stands out? It could be good. It could be bad. Whatever you want. Well, first of all, yes, the Nutcracker was one. on. First of all, the Nutcracker was on my um, Apple. I don't have Spotify. Whatever it was on, like my Apple Top Ten. And we were looking at my boyfriend's like the Nutcracker. You listened to the Nutcracker that many times this year? I was like, honestly, it's not mine. You know. Um. But anyway, love it. And so, okay, so uh, top memory. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Um. Well, like. Oh, God, I can't. Yes. 
Reveal it. You guys, you and, you and Jay were the worst at just getting the worst out of me always, but great content. No, I've loved my all my great memories of going to Toronto, like spending, we do try to do Christmas exactly the same as it is like all the time, but I'd say probably I spent, uh, this is not a public, this story has never been told publicly. Okay. And I'm only going to tell a little bit about it, but I did spend New Year's, 2014 at the Winter Classic. No, I can't say. I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't. I totally. I don't know if I can say. It. Oh God! I'm ruining your pod right now. Okay, I spent. Okay, no follow up questions. I spent um, New Year's 2014 at the Winter Classic with Matthew Perry. That's that's a good memory. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. Oh yes. There's nothing sinister there. No. 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 It was just, it was one of those, like, did that happen? As producer Tim Moy says, uh, no one did L.A. like I did, because that was true at the time. Now I'm not a jerk. Now I'm not a jerk like I used to be back then and whatever. But it was quite a unique experience. So, yeah. Like, I'd like to say, like, New Year's is always just, like, whatever. Something interesting, cool each time. Or just, like, something going up to cabin, cottage, whatever. But not that year. Definitely not that year. I thought you were going to uh, say your favorite memory was when I showed up to your Christmas party in New York City. Okay. Well, <laughs> obviously, that Christmas party, Dan, is sti- was discussed this past weekend. Yes. It was like, that was like one of, okay, you and Gary Lawless and Shane Knighty and Mike Johnson. Everyone just happened, and all my friends that were in town, everyone just happened to be in town that weekend, and it was like, come to I the Christmas party. I didn't just happen to be. I went specifically for the party. You came. You came to the party. And then I... <laughs> and it was the best. That was in my drinking days, so I, I got it, Ken. And then I showed up at work on Sunday or Monday, and Mike Johnson <gasps> oh, yeah. was there, and he couldn't see me. And Jay's like, uh, hey, Mike, how you doing? Because he was up on a catwalk. And uh, Mike's like, oh, did Dan make it? He goes, yeah, he's right here. He goes, wait, Dan's here? He's alive? (laughs) (laughs) If I could have crawled into a hole at that moment, I would have. Honestly, uh, bravo that you made it. I I have have very vivid memories of that party. And that that takes like, that's champion status to have made it to work after that. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, my uh, my go to memory is much more wholesome wholesome than yours. I remember one Christmas morning, um, we were all getting up. You want to get up early? And my parents said their parents looked out onto uh, the roof of an addition we put on our house. And they're like, hey, look at this. Santa was here. And I looked out and there it looked like sleigh tracks across the roof of the addition and I'm like holy f- this is unreal real. so I always think back to that and then what do you um, think that was think- well I've asked my mom in the years since and uh she said yeah it just happened some icicles fell and it made the perfect track uh we didn't do anything and Santa didn't do it so uh yeah it just worked out great I'm like holy f- you couldn't have just said wow. yeah we don't know we don't know what it was. She said, I no, love that. ice just fell in the perfect form. <laughs> hey, if you're a parent, that is like number one. That's a huge gift for them. 
<laughs> That's right. They, I, I the the magic is uh, always there. I still think it was Santa to this day. Of course, I still of believe. Course. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Banksy, uh, what do you got planned for this uh, this holidays? I I don't know about you, <laughs> but you're I'm... like, all right, well, you know, so how's well, uh, no, how's I the weather know. there in New York City? Um, what do I? This got? holidays well, feels different. I know the world is reopened again, but it just I don't know. It just feels. I'm getting uh, having trouble getting in the spirit. Are you? And 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 why is that? I don't know. Were, I don't know. Ben were C. you in a parade this weekend or something? I was in a parade a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was that was fun. Parades are always you in fun. the spirit, you right? Sit and wave at people all day. <laughs> uh, parades and boats are the only places where you just wave at people. Just. For that, yes. why do yeah, why yeah, do we always right. have to wave to people on boats? Yeah, yeah, that's like Melania has a good bit about like um you know all the people waving at those on the Titanic, like everyone that was just like let's go, you know we got to wave everyone off, <laughs> like the people on the on the whatever I'm waved to cruise ships every day that go by me, so I mean I guess I'm I'm part of the problem, but it is it's been kind of hard. It's so quick, and in America, as you know. Everyone gets so crazy banana sandwich over Thanksgiving. And it's yes. like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. And then they're like, oh, it's Christmas now. And then it's like a rush to get everything ready for Christmas. Like they don't want to talk about Christmas before Thanksgiving. It's like, oh, no, you can't put your tree up until Thanksgiving is over. So I find it's like, no, why not? Like we should take as much time, like put it up in October if you want, whatever. That's why but I no, tell my American that- friends that the Canadian Thanksgiving is in the proper time of the year perfect perfect time but americans uh-huh. are so set that we do it perfect i'm like no no you guys do thanksgiving great like you guys do every celebration every holiday to the max Always. and i love it why Extra. not just move it to october where it should be and then you got enough planning to to go into christmas Maybe they think it's like if we it's like the start of their holiday season because then it's like right after that basically you don't expect they say right it's like kick it to January like nothing will happen it's like a full five weeks holiday for I don't know who but you know <laughs> in theory so well Banksy Merry Christmas uh, Happy New Year can't wait to attend your next uh, Christmas party Christmas when party is it? I know yeah it's we didn't we didn't have one here this year it's just you know after. COVID and stuff and and just like people and like people don't take their shoes off inside in New York or in America if you've noticed. This is kind of gross. Have people over. So. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny when Americans come over or if you go to an American's house and you take your shoes off, they're like, ah, oh, you're from Canada, aren't you? <laughs> yes, 100%. 100%. Well, thanks yeah. for having me on. It's good to see you. Yeah, thanks for getting dressed up for the occasion. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just threw these glasses on. Otherwise, everything else was just what I was wearing. So it's okay. <laughs> Same here. Cheers, This is buddy. my loungewear. Cheers. I love uh, it. I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> Beaming in from Calgary. It's Natasha Staniszewski. And she has a poinsettia plant, which I recently discovered. Don't kill your animals. I was always told, if your cat or your dog eats this, uh, they're going to die instantly. But that's not the case. Well, I don't have pets, Dan, so I never knew about that myth, I guess, is what it is now. Um, How's the smell? How's it smell? 
It doesn't smell at all. Yeah, there's Our no smell to them. Yeah, they're not supposed to smell. They're just supposed to look red and cheerful. And where are they the rest of the year? Do they grow only in the winter? You know, I think you might have to do a whole investigative report on poinsettias now because you were duped before. Who knows what else uh, is going on with these things that you're unaware of? I don't know what happens. I don't know where they come from. Some sort of farm, perhaps. Well, yeah, poinsettia farm. Okay, so I've got that to look into. That's my New Year's resolution. Do you have any New Year's resolutions now that I think about it? I haven't come up with any. You are the first person to bring that up. I haven't given that a single thought so far but that's because i and i generally don't i'm i'm over that (laughs) i'm going to i I have to though natasha because currently i have the diet of like a 15 year old boy where i'm just like yeah i'll grab like a popeye's chicken sandwich i'll have a cherry uh pepsi i'll have some ice cream i gotta eat healthy that's exactly how i describe it i always say i have the diet of a 16 year old boy you almost (laughs) said the exact same thing like i We'll eat dried Cheerios out of the box for dinner sometimes. No milk, just Cheerios. Have you had the chocolate Cheerios? No, I haven't. They're great. And then the milk after it? Oh, it's delicious. Too sweet. No? No. Nope. Just the amount. Just the perfect amount. I have a New Year's resolution for you. Return text quicker. But you responded before I could even respond. So this goes back to, to, I was uh, making, uh, I saw a TikTok video of how to make Starbucks lemon loaf at home. And then I don't know how to refine things that you've seen on TikTok. Because I'm not on TikTok. Actually, I saw it on Instagram. And I, I, so I text Natasha. I'm like, I know she bakes. I need a lemon loaf recipe. But then I'm like, what the I don't need to wait for her to send me a lemon loaf. I just Googled Starbucks lemon loaf at home and it showed up and you know what I made it and it was hella good good the first thing I've ever made the first uh baked kind of bread product it's not really bread but uh first product like that and it turned out awesome I feel like lemon and limey things are often very underrated when it comes to baking. So then when you make them and you taste them, it's like, whoa, the flavors, yeah, is great. I'm glad you found a recipe. People always ask me for recipes and I'm like, I do the same thing that I would just tell people to. I Google everything. There's Everything is on Google now, yes. obviously. Everything's online. So you just got to go on there and look for something. The key to the lemon loaf, put dress, put not dressing, put icing everywhere you can fit it. Because that's well, what makes the lemon loaf good is the icing. Did you put uh, lemon, what's the word? Not flex. Zest. Zest. Thank you. Did that go into the icing or into the loaf? No, it didn't call for it. Oh. It called for some lemon juice. That was it. Oh, okay. Okay, so um, what's your go-to Christmas baked good? The, the, cre- the, the crowd pleaser, wherever you bring it. I know it's not fruitcake. No one likes fruitcake. What is your crowd-pleasing hit baked good? I I don't have just one. Like, we have a number of things in my family. I like to make cheesecakes a lot of the time. I just made one. Um, Cheesecakes are good. Ginger snap cookies are good. Shortbread cookies, Nanaimo bars. A lot of, like, the cookie squares kind of thing in my family. Gingerbread men, my daughter's just made... And I didn't know you had to put the gingerbread stuff in the fridge over the freezer overnight. 
Uh, I've never made gingerbread men, but I think that would make sense. Yeah, you want the dough hard? Does she roll it out? You want it to stick together? Oh yeah, cut out the little men, right? They know how I get when they're baking. So when oh, I no. go into the kitchen, they're like, "No, no, no! You don't need to be here." They were right out of a movie. They're like throwing flour onto the countertop, and I almost had a heart attack when I saw that. What does that mean? They know what you're like when you're baking or they're baking. What are you like? Like you are tidy? You don't like a mess? Correct. Controlling? <laughs> okay. And there's a difference between when kids say they're going to clean up and when an adult cleans up. Because when a kid cleans up, everything's sticky. They, yeah. they just surface clean. They're like, yeah, it looks clean. But if you run your hand across the counter, you're like, oh my God. So it gives me anxiety. That's another New Year's resolution. How not to get so anxious when the kids are baking because it drives me insane. Uh-huh. That's a tough one because even as an adult, things get pretty messy in my kitchen. It's just hard, especially when using a mixer and there's dough flying or flour and yes. icing sugar. And I know. I know trust and, me. And you know I what they did? It. You know where they put... So once they, they brought the uh, the gingerbread stuff out of the freezer and then made their, their little cookies and cooked them, do you know where they put them to dry? On paper towel. So they all stuck to the paper towel. I'm like, what? Well, why don't you... Get them a cookie rack, dad. We have that. I'm like, guys, we have all these. We even have like drying racks. We have all these things. You put it on paper towel. So the paper towel stuck to 50% of the gingerbread. So made them useless. Yeah, that wasn't very smart. I know. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, well, how are you going to spend the holidays? Are you spending it in Alberta? Uh, What are you doing? I'm going to be in Alberta, which is currently minus 37 degrees with the wind chill. Ooh. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's, we might as well be in Siberia right now. We have quite the cold snap coming through. But it's supposed to turn on Thursday and go up to like minus five or something like oh, that. Oh, you got so a Chinook okay. coming. So I believe so, yes. But I'm going to Edmonton on Thursday. So the Chinooks don't usually reach up there. But it is supposed to get milder up there. So that's okay. But yes, going to Edmonton for the holidays to hang out with my family for four or five days and just do all the Christmassy things, you know? I love it. Well, say hi yeah. to your family for us. Say hi to Connor McDavid if you run into him in Edmonton. And sure. Natasha, stay warm. Thanks, Dan. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Well... That's about all the time. Wait, what's that? A knock on the door? It's our long-lost pal, Engineer Jim. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great now that you're here, here to wrap up our Christmas special, and I'm like, there's only one person that can wrap it up, and that's you, Engineer Jim, who was on our our infamous Fox Christmas podcast, You Played Santa. Yeah, that was a blast. Oh, man, I had so much fun when we did that. We had, Well, we had Binksy on here uh, talking about it as well, and, uh, and talking to producer Tim... And he's like, yeah, you guys had to do a TV show after that, and you guys were bombed. And I'm like, yeah, we did consume a lot of alcohol on work hours at that show. Yes, we did. Absolutely. 
I laughed so hard. I was crying at times. I was laughing so hard on that podcast. It's because we were canned. <laughs> we were all in tears. We were like, what is happening? Are we getting paid to do this? This is the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God. I, I read Twas the Night Before Christmas, I think, with uh, uh, Mike on my lap and <laughs> yes. in an elf costume. Oh, the good old days. How are things in LA? Set the scene. How is the Fox lot? Is it is uh, the little New York street all done up in Christmas lights? What's it like driving into work right now? Is it festive? Are you in the Christmas spirit? I, I am in the Christmas spirit. Uh, it's very festive there. The, the lobby in the building is all done up and everything. Uh, New York street is actually under construction. They're doing the whole thing over. They tore down all the old facades and all that stuff, and uh, they're rebuilding the whole thing. It's pretty wild. They've been that's doing that's got to be a massive undertaking. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. They've been doing it for months. Oh. Yeah, yeah it's pretty wild. All what those- else is going on at Fox these days? Because uh, there's no more Christmas. Does anyone have Christmas parties anymore? They used to have a massive Christmas party there, just like every company used to, but everyone stopped those. Yeah, there's no Christmas party, nothing. Uh, We have um, NFL games on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so we'll do a little something with all the crew and everybody there while we do the games. But uh, other than that, there's really nothing... um, they, I, I don't even think they're doing any parties like outside of the building, you know, off the lot or anything, you know. Yeah. Um, what about your um, your World Cup involvement? Did you have any? Because you guys had a big John Ham promo leading up to the World Cup. Yeah. Did you have your uh, fingers in on any of that stuff? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I I did. Uh, I touched a few of those things. Uh, some of the stuff with John Ham and. Uh, Obviously, um, it was just the most amazing final. I don't know if you you, you saw it was that. the best. It was um, a, it was the best. Yeah. So it it was crazy hours because they were like eleven hours or something like that ahead of us. So uh, they would have people uh, come in on shifts like starting at like 1 a.m. or they'd work 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. and then have an overlap shift like 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then people coming in at 5 a.m. and all the stuff and it was pretty crazy. I, I didn't do any of the overnight stuff, um, but I did uh, I did a few early mornings and, you know, the, the, the main stuff and I would do like the main opens for like the USA matches and uh, England. And just France. the big stuff. You're like, just give me the big meat and yeah. potato stuff. That's what I'm used to. That's I'm right. engineer Jim. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, my friend, your, your favorite Christmas memory, if you had to hand select one, is there a go-to when you think of Christmas, you're like, Yep, I remember that present I got when I was seven. Or I remember giving that to, to my wife uh, when we first got married. What, what's your go-to Christmas memory? Uh, okay, so um, I, I'll try to do this quickly. I have a couple that are awesome. Uh, oh, I love one this. Is, one is when the kids were little, um, 
and and, and I, I think I bought it more for me than for them. Uh, but Santa brought them a rod hockey table, and it was you know the the old hockey you know, and the it best. was it was like a full size one, like the size of a foosball table. It was a big one, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it came in this huge box. And I remember I was up all night, you know, with uh, my father in law, and we were here at the house putting it together for the kids. So they had it in the living room Christmas morning when they came in, and it was like complete madness. All of us playing rod hockey all Christmas morning. That was a amazing. Good I love that. And, uh, you know, of course, getting them their first bikes and putting those together the night before was, was, uh, that was a lot of fun and a lot of alcohol consumed. (laughs) And, uh, when I was little, uh, getting my first pair of skis and we had a hill on the side of our house and we had an ice storm the night before. And so there was probably, I don't know, a foot or so of snow on the ground and then like a... You know, like when you get like ice that just is a crust on top of the snow. Oh yeah, and uh, it was so thick that you, if you walked softly, you could walk on top of the snow without sinking in with the ice crust. And uh, I don't know, I was like five, and my dad was like, "Okay, Jim, let's put on your skis." And it was the old uh, cable bindings that I just, you know, strapped in my snow boots on, and he pushed me down. I'll never forget it. I just went flying straight down the hill. Like, what? What do I do? You know? <laughs> yeah. Wiped out. And then you went straight to the emergency room. No, no. Well, it was great. It was great learning how to ski on that ice that morning with my my parents and my brother. It was a lot of fun. That was pretty crazy. Those are two amazing memories. I just. Uh, I couldn't imagine. I would jump out of my skin if I came down Christmas morning and there was a hockey, a tabletop hockey game waiting right there in the living room. I would freak out. I would have jumped out a window. I would have been so excited. (laughs) It was pretty cool. I I think I got it as much for me and Diane as we did for the kids. We we had a blast with that thing. I still have a hundred percent. Uh, the parents always look at toys. They're like, mm, am I going to enjoy playing with this when they ask me to play? Not really. So let's go to this, get this other one. <laughs> well, I hope, Jim, that you and the family get to, to build even bigger and brighter memories this year. And uh, I know how much you mean to uh, the Boomsies family and all our listeners. So uh, you just made their Christmas by just showing up on their screens and your big booming voice. Uh, So you made a lot of people happy for uh, popping in with us here. Uh, Dan, thanks so much. I mean, uh, so much love to you and everybody. Just enjoy the holidays and and be well. And since you're Santa, you got to leave us with a ho, ho, ho or something. (laughs) Ho, ho. Merry Christmas and Santa's helper. (laughs) I think he's Santa for real. (laughs) That was the greatest ho, ho, ho I've ever heard. Which leads me to believe Engineer Jim is Santa Claus. 
I hope that you find joy however you celebrate the holidays. And if you know someone in your life that may not have a lot of people around them, call them. Drop by. Just be there for them. You never know. Your simple act of kindness could make a person's entire holidays, for real. I mention that to my kids all the time. If I get great service or something good happens to me at a store, I call the store and let them know. And every time they're like, oh, I didn't expect that. Usually we don't get calls. It's only when people are upset. And in that instant, it takes you five minutes. You can change a person's week, their their month, their year. Just always remember that, especially this time of year. I love you all. Can't thank you enough for hanging with us each week. You've been, uh, you being a part of this journey with us is the biggest gift you could ever give me, producer Tim, Z Money. So thank you from the bottom of our heart. And heads up, over the holidays, we have two very special podcasts. No best ofs. Said guys, no best ofs. No way. We're doing two conversations with a couple of amazing people. I, uh, I trust you will enjoy them. They're fun. So uh, put those on while you're out for a walk with the dog or the kids are playing with their presents, throw on boomsies. It's a nice escape from all that's going on. Until then, hug somebody and be nice. It doesn't cost you a thing. Ha, ho, ho, Merry Christmas. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozie. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.